Hi everyone, it's Sandy Cruz from Sandy K Nutrition, health and lifestyle queen. And I'm here to show you that balanced living works. This is especially for all you ladies over 40. We will cover a range of exciting topics with many special guests and I really look forward to this season. Bye for now. Hi everyone, welcome to Sandy K Nutrition, Health and Lifestyle Queen. Today we're going to talk all things skincare beyond 50. We're even going to get into if slugging is good for you or not. This has been a big trend lately. And my special guest is Chris Gibson, and he's a very sought-after skincare expert and holistic health coach and esthetician. He has been active on YouTube. My gosh, he's got over 130,000 subscribers on YouTube, and he's my expert. We're going to talk all about everything as it relates to the health of our skin. And of course, I always say it always comes from within. This is going to be such a fun episode, and Chris is such a fun guy couple of announcements as usual. Definitely follow me everywhere on social media. I am everywhere. Instagram, most active. Facebook, I have a private women's Facebook group, Sandy K Nutrition, Health and Lifestyle Queen. I'm also very active in the Women's Biohacking 50 Plus Facebook group. And then I have a page there, Sandy K Nutrition. So anywhere you go, if you search for Sandy K Nutrition, I'm pretty much guaranteed to be there. So definitely follow me there. But most often, I'm on Instagram. Reviews are so important for podcasters, especially podcasters like me. I'm not a celebrity or anything. I'm just trying to bring you guys all the good stuff to help you age better. And reviews are really important for me. And subscriptions, because that helps me to be seen and heard in the giant world of podcasting. And trust me, it is giant. So if you wouldn't mind, give me a five-star review and a few kind words. It goes a long way. Also, if you have some great ideas for shows, or if you know somebody who would really benefit from any of my podcasts, definitely share or send me an email if you've got a great idea for a podcast episode, or if you know somebody who would be a great guest, sandy at sandyknutrition.ca. Now, if you are a business and you align with my message, now is the time to get in touch with me. I am looking for sponsors for the second half of the year. So please send me an email, sandy at sandyknutrition.ca, and I will get a media kit on over to you right away. I'm up to about 11,000 downloads a month. That's internationally, mostly in the US, but I can give you more details on that if you are interested and you align. Lastly, I am speaking at two conferences in June. One is virtual and one is in person in Boston. Obviously, I can't be in two places at once. So the virtual conference is called the Women's Biohacking Conference. You can check it out, womensbiohackingconference.com. And tickets are available now for that virtual conference. And come to Boston. I would love to meet you. This is at the Biohacking Congress I'm going to be speaking there with a lot of amazing speakers. There's going to be demonstrations, all things biohacking, which is one of my favorite things ever. So now 
that all of my announcements are done, let's cut on through to the interview with Chris Gibson, all things skincare beyond 50. I hope you guys are really enjoying this episode as much as I enjoy bringing it to you. But I have to talk to you a little bit about a product that I totally love. And this product is called WaveBlock. Did you know that wireless earbuds, cell phones, and many other Bluetooth products function by emitting radiation? Well, if you've been listening to me and following me for a while, you know that they do. Did you know that this radiation is even more harmful for children than adults? In fact, in 2019, more than 250 scientists signed a petition asking the International Public Health Organization to create stronger guidelines and warnings on the use of wireless and Bluetooth electronics. Scientists have strong evidence to believe that EMF radiation causes several different health problems. WaveBlock products are perfect for you if you always have your phone in your hand or at your head, or if you're using those AirPods to listen to podcasters like myself for many hours a day. Here at WaveBlock, they choose not to turn away from the latest and greatest technology. Hey, are you really going to tell your teenager that they can't use their AirPods Or how about their phone? Right, I'm sure you know exactly my pain. So at WaveBlock, they dedicated themselves to hours of research, engineering, and testing to create a safer way to use your favorite electronic products. WaveBlock stickers, which have hundreds of five-star reviews, are made to easily attach to cell phones and wireless earbuds so that you can enjoy your favorite gadgets with lowered risk by significantly reducing your exposure to radiation. How? The stickers are lab proven to deflect EMF waves away from the brain. You can watch a video about how WaveBlock stickers work at waveblock.com. Get 20% off today when you use code SANDYK20 at waveblock.com. Waveblock, products that protect you, designed in Los Angeles, California. Now remember, SANDYK20 will give you 20% off. And now, back to the podcast. Hi everyone, welcome to Sandy K Nutrition Health and Lifestyle Queen. Today with me, I have a special guest. His name is Chris Gibson. And he's a sought-after skincare expert and holistic health coach and esthetician. He's also the best-selling author of the acclaimed book, Acne Free in Three Days. One million plus copies sold of that book. And he has a very successful YouTube channel called Chris Gibson Live. The YouTube channel has over 130,000 subscribers, and it's dedicated to providing expert information and product reviews on skincare and wellness topics for both skin issues and anti-aging. Chris has been popularly featured on CBS, ABC Family, Fox News, The Daily Buzz, and numerous lifestyle television and radio shows across the country and in Canada. And I wanted Chris to come on to my podcast because 
Everybody who knows me and follows me knows that I'm a huge skincare junkie. Call me a junkie as it relates to skincare, but I'm a big believer that some of these products work. And we're going to talk about that today with one of the experts in this area. So welcome, Chris. Thank you so much for coming today. My pleasure to be here. I'm really happy to have you come. And I actually, the funny thing is, one of the first things I said to Chris, I'm like, how old are you? Because you look so young. So, you know, you're going to have to talk about your secrets. But I will first start off by saying, you know, everybody likes to know what's your story? How did you get into this? Well, I think like most things, that people are passionate about, they either start with something that you're very interested in or something that you had an issue with. And I had skin issues really young. So that's sort of what started the whole thing. I had acne, um, which ran in the family. And so in an effort to prevent scarring, of course, went to the dermatologist uh, because I had relatives that were older that had really severe scarring from acne. So there was a big worry that that would be the case for me. Fortunately, I had a great dermatologist. That wasn't the case. We managed to circumvent most of that. I have a few marks, but I could not get rid of the acne. Mm. So, you know, you go through your teenage years and you take the antibiotics and you do all the stuff. And this is in the 80s. So obviously I'm a little bit older. Yeah. Um, So I graduated high school in 83 thinking, all right, well, eventually this will get better. And I was going to college for broadcasting, actually, I wanted to be a weatherman. And they kept telling me then that, you know, really needed to get my skin condition under control. You know, you have an agent just like you would for movies. And so it was getting to be really depressing and frustrating. And I went to see one more top dermatologist in Dallas, which is where I live. And after all the years of trying the same stuff, I tried the same stuff. They wanted me to try the same thing again. This is even after taking Accutane, which was new at the time okay twice not once but twice with all its wonderful side effects um so it drove me to look past uh medicine or contemporary medicine to what might be causing the problem and um i talk about that in the book you mentioned the acne free in three days book which came out in 2006 and um i talk about that that's what that book was about just the story of going through that and how i discovered the the root causes of with inflammation and gut health and antibiotic use and that products labeled for certain things aren't always the best thing for you and your particular skin. So I discovered all of that over a number of years and that all went into the book, which hit a nerve because there were a lot of people like me that things like that just didn't work. Um, so I, I was talking about probiotics before that was really cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when I started going on television and in the, the 2006 through 2009 and 10, I was on TV a lot. I, all I did was TV shows. Yeah. Um, and MRSA was emerging, oh. which is the super bacteria that that came about because of overuse of antibiotics. So I, the universal timing was on my side. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it, it morphed into, you know, what else goes on in the body How does that affect obesity and longevity and all the things that we hear a lot more about today than we did? There was no Activia yogurt um, back then. So it really changed a lot really quickly. Um, And then I, after a while, I took a break. You know, life happens. Uh, 
My mom passed away. I really was looking for a change to get out of Pennsylvania somewhere warmer, which I did, um, and kind of just took some time off on the beach and thought about what I want to do next. So I started the YouTube channel in 2010. I was on an intermittent fasting program then. I blogged that. I talked about uh, sunscreen because there was a whole lot coming out about sunscreen back in 18 um, and the coral reefs and mm. what the effects it has on hormones yeah. in children. So I had something to talk about and I said, I'm going to put this stuff out. And if I do, okay, I'd really rather do YouTube than TV again. Not that I, I do do some television, but because the platform is open-ended and I can be me and I can talk about what I yes. want. Um, whereas television still, it's a, especially network TV, it's a little regulated. You can't really talk about colonics too much no. <laughs> on those shows. They like, do you have to talk about that part? Well, I just say internal cleansing. That. <laughs> so I felt that was restrictive um, to my personality. I'm pretty, pretty, I, you know, being, being, I have a holistic approach to health, but that's morphed it. I also have formulated skincare lines. So I know what skincare ingredients can do and what, what works and what doesn't, what should be used with, with, with what, what side effects are, when to expect results. So there's a lot of information I have, contemporary information that you use as an esthetician to help people improve their skin. So I'm really about prevention over correction because it's much harder to correct things when totally. that happens. So I talk a lot about sunscreen and a lot about nutrition and a lot about some things probably crossover with you a lot of things about supplementation when you can't get certain uh, ingredients in, in in your food like vitamin k2 very important but difficult to get from food yeah especially if you're vegan so you know i have a lot of stuff i can talk about but the channel has been really focused down to more to anti-aging the last couple of years because people found out that i was my age 58 and i didn't look it so it got a lot of attention we went through a spell there where People didn't believe me. They wanted to see my driver's license. What kind of work had I had done? So we had we had that controversial period on YouTube for about two months, uh, <laughs> and then people finally came around to figure out that I do know what I'm talking about when it comes to a lot of this stuff. And I also know because I'm not a dermatologist, but I believe in contemporary medicine. I believe dermatology is great. I've learned a ton from my peers that are dermatologists that advise me on some of the videos. Um. And all the way up to plastic surgeons. So there's a wide range when it comes to skin and skin health, but it really does fall into two categories. It's skin health and prevention, and then it's skin health and correction. Yes. Um, to bring back, you know, some degree of health to your skin. So that's really kind of the narrow focus, if you if you will. Yeah. And that's why I, I really connected with you because I'm 52 and I do all the things I can to try and age well. And I know that there are some products that, you know, you just, you can really get fooled out there, Chris. Oh, sure. There's yeah. so much, you know, I keep getting hit with all these ads because you know how algorithms work, right? If right. they see that you stop and you watch a video that has something to do with skincare, you're, you're going to get hit, you're flooded. Right. And so yeah. I'm one of these people that can be a little bit of a sucker, but I'm also a holistic nutritionist that watches what I put on my body and put right. on my skin. I'm very careful with what I do. So 
let's, you know, maybe let's set the stage and talk about what common issues do we see at midlife? I mean, I can look at my skin and tell you I know exactly what I'm seeing, but talk to me about that. Yeah, for most people um, that are in their 40s, 50s, and 60s right now, sunscreen was not the big deal it should have been yeah. that it is today. Totally. Um, so what I typically deal with is photo aging and sun damage accumulated 70, 90% of what you see on the surface of your skin comes from that. But also as we get older, depending on our genetics, our lifestyle choices, our nutrition over the years, the amount of rest and stress that we have had in our lives denotes how much collagen production, how well our elastin fibers stand up. And so what happens usually is two things. As we get older, our bones shrink a little. Mm -hmm. It doesn't take a lot of bone shrinkage in your face for your face to change. And the reason that women see this more than men is it's more typical for them to lose more bone. Yes. Because of the hormonal thing, which is the vitamin K2, which I'm sure we'll get to in a minute. So calcium for women, very, very important. Calcium absorption is what I should really say, rather than just popping calcium. It doesn't always work. Totally. Very important. Bone shrinkage is why your face changes. The amount of fat in your face can change dramatically, which um, can make a big difference in how you look. I like to use Sarah Jessica Parker because she has not had a lot of work or any work done. She's aging naturally, and there's a, a vast difference in the amount of fat in her face. Yes. Than there used to be. So... That's she's a good example of someone who hasn't tinkered with that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So you can see the difference. Um, I talk about the United States presidents, all of them. They go in looking one way, they come out another. <laughs> Doesn't matter if it's four years or eight, it ages them very quickly. So stress is a huge thing. And um, because we produce a lot of cortisol, which messes up a whole lot of things. Yeah. Um, and then you lay on top of that your diet being healthy or not healthy. What you typically start to see is textured skin, larger looking pores, hyperpigmentation, patchiness across the skin, photoaging, and then of course that lack of density of fat and bone, which makes things start to sag and droop yes. a little bit. Yeah. So, and then your genetics, because some people, you know, are genetically predisposed for hooded eyelids. Some people are genetically predisposed for marionette lines. They've had them since they were a teenager, but suddenly yeah. they've discovered they don't like them at fifty. So, you know, there's a whole lot to, at play. And uh, to, to your point about skincare and promises, those floods of ads is really frustrating, especially on Internet yeah. advertising, because television advertising is very, very uh, strict about promises. And on Internet advertising, you can literally get away with a filtered picture next to a picture of someone who looks 10 or 15 years younger. And all you got to do is put dramatization and really teeny leaders at the littles at the bottom they'll say dramatization which means this is what they could look like right but they may not look exactly like that now not all skin companies are like that some are really good about using a age-appropriate person for the age-appropriate effect this person's supposed to get but that's more on the men's side which is really fascinating to me although i've seen some advertisements from nameless companies but a couple of companies where they do that guy looks every day of 60 years old what we think of a 60 year old man. And then suddenly he looks 30 and you're like, how is that possible without a facelift? So it's obviously a filtered picture. And at the very bottom, it says dramatization. Yeah, so you have to really look at the ads. Um, skincare prom- skincare industry has been floating and very good at how to, to, 
technically tailor a promise uh, where it's not a direct, it's not a direct promise. It's not something where you're saying this is what you can expect to have happen. So you have to be careful with that. It really is, and I say this on the channel all the time, it's about the ingredients and their effectiveness over brand name and price. Mm. So, you know, I know that one of the things everybody always wants to know, well, what ingredients really work and what doesn't? Well, all skincare ingredients work to some degree. It's really which ones are right for you uh, and your skin type, and there's more than four skin types, and where you are along the path with your skin. So it, it differs for different people. But um, yeah, just, just like food, you have to be just as educated about labels and the fine print um, of skincare products because it's, it's, uh, it's not easy. It's not even easy for me. Yeah. It's so much information that literally I go ahead and re-research stuff. I'm sure I know. I go and I look at the latest studies. There are um, websites where you can go and type in a product now as a consumer, and it will detail every single ingredient. Yes. Inky Decoder is one of them, INCI Decoder. You put the product in, it takes all the ingredients, and it stars them out and says, this is good, this isn't, um, this does nothing. Yeah, the you know, EWG so is a good one. EWG is a good one too, eh? Yeah, that's another one. So I'm always recommending people do their own research. I plug study links in my videos whenever I mention studies. I will link to those so people can go read them. A uh, lot of good stuff. I don't want to sound gloom and gloom. It's not. There's a lot of great progress being made in skin care. Not all of it has to do with skincare topical products. A lot of it now is coming from nutrition. A lot of it is coming from red light therapies. Uh, which have been known in the sports world for forever about yeah. having to heal skin and skin cells and muscle cells faster. So that technology is now making it available. It made it available first into the salons and they charged a heck of a lot for it. Yes. Now there are devices and I've been testing some of these out. Very exciting. You can use in the home. The face mask. Uh, are you talking face, about? Red yeah. face mask is one. There's a product I'm testing called the Lumo. It'll be a video coming out on that soon, which takes EMS, which is electrical, Electrical, magnetic, or muscle stimulation for your face muscles. Yeah. It also uses blue photon therapy and red light therapy and our, more importantly, radio frequency therapy, which gets deeper into the layers of skin and helps your skin produce more collagen. All at once? All at once. Which one, one is device. that one, Chris? It's called the Lumo. Lumo. L-U-M-O. It's by Even Skin. Okay, because I've so seen... Skin, the one that what, what everybody's familiar with Even Skin with is the Venus. That's the little pin to help with the eye. Yeah. You've probably yeah. seen a lot of ads for that. Um, I also have tested that out and have a review on it, and I just tested out their uh, smaller... It's like a Medicube device, the muscle stimulation that really pulls and works the muscles like a massage from an Ooh. institution. But it's a lighter version of that EMS current, so it doesn't pull in your teeth. You don't feel it in your teeth. And... Uh, <laughs> So there are a lot of options that I keep telling people what I think is going to happen, in my opinion, is that skincare uh, regimens, routines are going to be more technology-based in the future, where it's going to be more of these devices and, and red light therapy and those healing therapies, and your topicals are going to be secondary, where right now it's kind of flipped. Yes, it is. Where people think about the red light therapy as an additional thing, when that should really be the base therapy. Okay. Just like nutrition should be a base therapy. It should. So skincare is sort of backwards right now, but that's 
you know, when, whenever we whenever we have developments and evolution and things, it seems it gets that way. The technology can get really far ahead, and so with the pandemic and the two years off from everything, a lot of these companies were able to do clinical studies correctly. They had a lot of people to sign up for the money because people were out of work. So we have a lot of data coming out starting last October. That's amazing um, because these studies are solid with enough people in a consistent environment over time that we're really getting some good answers on what works and what doesn't. So it's a very exciting time it to is. be doing this again. My timing is always good, I guess. Um, so I'm really excited about what's ahead. Uh, it makes skincare somewhat more affordable. It makes uh, you able to get some therapies in the home. Now, none of these are going to be as strong as what you might get in office, but here's the thing. If you're using a red light therapy mask and you're seeing results or you're using EMS or any of the therapies I talked about, the RF therapy, and you're seeing good results, then you may want to go see a dermatologist or a licensed esthetician or you know, salon or spa that has the higher end strengths of these things so you can continue those therapies at a higher level. So I think, you know, with someone who's licensed mm-hmm. and not going to hurt you. Yeah. So it's... Um, it's really exciting time, I think, for everybody. And you don't hear it very much on YouTube yet because a lot of people are still so focused on topicals. Yeah. It's topical, topical. And I do a lot of topicals work. Don't get me wrong. They're, they are, they're slower, but they do work. And we can talk about some of those. But, but there, it, takes, it takes everybody a while <laughs> yeah. to shift gears. Uh, but you're seeing more and more of this, uh, the reviews on some of these therapies and how well they work for some people. They don't always work just like everything. Some people get more benefit than others. Um, well, I guess. figured out your plan. Yeah. And then sort of implementing it and sticking to it. Now that kind of goes back to your skin type. So you mentioned four different skin types because I think that that was a really important point that you made because, you know, everyone's talking about retinol right? Retinol, retinol, retinol at midlife. And retinol may not be good for your skin if you have very, very thin, thin skin, correct? Right, right, right. And there, and, and what you have to, there's a whole range of these vitamin A derivatives. We have tretinoin on the prescription end, which should never just be bought online. You should really go in and have a dermatologist do, um, yeah. do a test on your skin to judge how the depth and how much sun damage you actually have. That's that blue light test that scares the heck out of everybody when they see their pictures from it. They're like, ah, yeah. it shows all the different <laughs> things that are going on with your skin. Um, so prescription prescription uh, tretinoin has been around for a long time, and it does work well for a lot of people. However, a lot of people are sensitive to it and can't use it. Yeah, Like you said, if you have thin skin, it can make certain conditions worse. Rosacea, eczema, sometimes respond well to it, sometimes don't. When you're talking about over-the-counter retinol, um, products that's a much lighter version of that derivative of vitamin A and it's usually tolerated by a lot more people but it takes a very long time to see results whereas a tretinoin result is going to be in a month or so once you get past the acclimation period retinol over the counter six months to a year before you see a similar type of result so and what result is really Chris what would be the result what do you the what result, do you see the from result, retinol? The result you should see if tretinoin or retin-A is working well for you is an evening out of fine lines and wrinkles. Okay. I use it. My skin looks really great under my eyes. I don't have any of that. Yeah. Um, also, it does help with the area of crow's feet. What it does, it helps produ- helps your skin produce more collagen. 
more okay. quickly. It repairs some of the DNA damage that happens from the sun, accumulated UV light over the years, and it takes time. And then it helps speed up cellular turnover so that those old dead skin cells, that textured skin, the larger looking pores are sort of resolved over time. So when used in a, a skincare routine with a vitamin C serum in the morning and maybe some sort of exfoliating natural acid like glycolic acid, which is made from sugar, or lactic acid, which is made from dairy, milk, um, you can really improve the texture and look of your face and your other products are going to work better like your moisturizers. Okay. The biggest issue that we have middle age is a lack of moisture in the skin. Yes. Which is why all these products you see like crepe erase and are somewhat helpful because when you apply moisture along with ceramides that trap that moisture in the skin, you're going to plump out. It's, it's, it's interesting. You look under the microscope at how skin is structured. There's a lot of space between the cells. So what happens is when we're younger, that space is filled with hyaluronic acid, squalene, things that we naturally produce, amino acids, collagen peptides are floating very freely through the skin. It's very plump, resilient. It bounces back. You know, you don't have any of that. I don't want to have that either, but I'll talk about why that in a minute. That's fitness. Um, but as we get older, we produce less of that. Depends on your genetics. Again, how well you've taken care of yourself, you know, how much rest you get all of those things, and those spaces get empty. So skin becomes weak and wrinkles and crinkles mm -hmm. and it feels thinner. And then we lose some of that fat naturally as we get older. And then if you have a lot of weight loss, weight gain, especially rapid, yes, the skin is stretched out. So there are so many factors that go into this issue. Um, but hydration, the thing that I preach the most is hydration, 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 hydration. Hydration, of course, sun protection, but we'll get to that in a second. Um, very important because that's what's going to make your skin look better the fastest, mm -hmm. the quickest, is trying to bring that hydration both from the inside out, <laughs> lots of water in the diet, making yeah. sure you sip that every day and you're hydrated, but also trapping that moisture in the skin and using products that have ceramides, which are fatty acids, lipids that we have naturally in the skin to help you repair that lipid barrier to keep that moisture loss at a minimum. So that's really the crux of that. The repair from the retinol is the thing that takes so much time. It takes a long time because skin starts way down. So what I tell everybody is when you look in the mirror, that's old news. For some of you, it's really old news. <laughs> you know, like it's, it's everything you've been doing for the last couple of years. Have you been eating well, sleeping well? exercising, your nutrition is on point, your diet leans more to the Mediterranean, it's not leafy, healthy oils. You know, I eat avocado every day. So that way, it really is all of those factors. The skin you see in the mirror is a result of that. So you have to be patient. You didn't get that way overnight. So just like weight loss, you're not going to bounce back overnight. But skin is very resilient. And when it's put, when it's given the right environment, the skin cells you're producing become healthier and stronger and as time goes by those become more apparent and you actually look a lot better so and i have you know tons of people who have taken that slower route and they're very you know a year out they come back to the channel and go my skin is completely different yeah i would have never believed if i was very consistent with this that it would have it would have done that so the the thing that i want to add about retinols and why they're not for everybody is that 
a lot of people react to the retinol conversion process on your skin. Retinol has to convert into retinaldehyde, which is its chemical form. Then retinaldehyde has to convert into retinoic acid, which is what your skin actually uses, Mm -hmm. which is what your body understands and is able to take and make those repairs. So when you're putting on a retinol product, especially a prescription one, those conversions happen on the skin, and sometimes the immune system goes, whoa, wait a minute, what, what is this? And so we see redness and flaking and dryness and sometimes dermatitis and people that can't tolerate it. There is a, a period of about a month. You have to Your dermatologist, if you're on tretinoin, will, will take you slowly through that month to make sure you're someone who that that's going to work for. You can get retinaldehyde now, which is already in the convert, already one conversion down. May Love uh, Skincare has a great moonlight serum that's just retinaldehyde. A lot of people who couldn't tolerate tretinoin or retin, even the over-the-counter retinol moisturizers tolerate that very well because it goes onto the skin, converts right into retinoic acid, and the body goes, oh, okay, this is better. Um, if you are a person who have been told by your dermatologist or just from your own experience, retinol, this does not work for me. Mm. Irritates me. There are alternatives like Bacuchiol. I always have a time saying this. Bacuchiol. Bacucci? So it's B-U-K-C-H-I-O-L. Oh, I've heard Bacucci of this. Oil. Yes, yeah. I've heard of this. Which provides similar benefit over time as retinol without the irritation. So I recommend that to a lot of my sensitive skin clients, okay. um, especially on the blog. People on my blog come and ask me specific questions and I'll say, well, try this and see if that works better. Um, the other great news is you can get retinol from the inside out. And the way you do that is by eating a lot of red vegetables and fruits mm. that are high in beta carotene. Mm. So what happens is, you actually can help your body produce retinoic acid to improve it from the inside out. So if you do that and use like a bakuchi oil, I finally said it correctly, um, together, you're probably going to get some really great benefits over time. And those red vegetables help your skin protect itself from the damaging effects of the sun. Not a sunscreen, but has been proven in studies. These are all scientific studies that show it really does make a major improvement in how well you tolerate light from the sun so there you have it on red okay okay so <laughs> i'm gonna like blew everybody's circuit just probably went... no uh you know what i'm gonna ask you a few pointed things that are really really popular right now and i'm gonna ask your sure. opinion slugging <sighs> okay. <laughs> okay all right all right okay you know there are dermatologists <laughs> and they are my peers on youtube and i love their videos and they are all for slugging one is dr dre and the other is dr lee because petroleum jelly in of itself if you have really dry skin or you have some issues going on like that it could say protecting okay so it is probably can i stop you for one second yeah. can you please tell everyone who's listening what slugging is so they understand because oh, yeah, i'm yeah. sure there's people okay, who so don't slugging, know so slugging is applying a layer of hopefully a non-occlusive product <laughs> over your skincare regimen so for instance if i were doing a night so i did a night skincare routine and i did exfoliation and i put on my peptides and i put on my retinol i would apply a layer of vaseline or something of similar sort to cap that Yes. 
So what it does is it stops the moisture loss and it is protective. So the idea behind this is for burns and wounds, oftentimes using a product like a Vaseline or if you think about your um, neosporins that come in that kind of greasy uh, feel, it, it protects the skin from bacteria intrusion while allowing moisture to be locked in along with the antibiotics. That's yes. where that comes from on that side. So the idea in skincare is, was, should, maybe not be, <laughs> is that you will get improvement in the effects of your products and moisture levels in your skin. And right. that's not necessarily not true. The issue I have is a lot of people have issues with acne or they have bacteria on the skin and that skin gets trapped uh, especially if they haven't done a good job cleansing or getting all the cosmetics off, and then they end up with breakouts. And right. they go, why am I having breakouts? I've been doing what so-and-so said. I'm putting Vaseline all over myself, which this is – I did a whole video on this. Oh, did you? Isn't Vaseline so got, got, toxic, though? I got a lot of flack by a lot of people who it works well for. And as I always say, if something works well for you, go right ahead. But I tried it. My pillowcase was greasy. I was greasy. Vaseline is not the easiest thing to wash off. No. Um, you have to use the best way is to use double cleansing and a whale cleanser to help that set into that and then break that down. You remember that's a petroleum jelly. So a lot of good uses for Vaseline, a lot of good skin uses. If you have severe dry skin, especially winter skin, applying that over your moisturizer, absolutely. But isn't it toxic, a, Chris? Isn't Vaseline you know, toxic? I have looked at the studies and it is it is really hard because they don't quantify any sort of negative effect from people using it on your skin. Okay. However, it's not, the studies aren't have been of people using it in that manner, yeah. like covering most of themselves in that. Um, there have been studies where people have used that on their hands with the glove treatment that have really severe dry skin or eczema or psoriasis. And it's been helpful. Again, it's that capping mechanism. So there's nothing in petroleum jelly that's going to be nutritious or helpful for your skin. It is simply a product that's going to be used as a protectant. Um, I, I don't, I don't know. There's not a study on that. So the way I answer that is, based on what my knowledge is of chemistry, I don't think it's great for you to do that. But that's my opinion based on my knowledge of the chemistry of the product. There yeah. are other ways to slug if you need to that I think are far better and have been around forever. And that's using a good ceramide based cream with as hyaluronic acid and those fatty acids and amino acids in the actual cream and applying that over your skin is just as good as Vaseline, but it doesn't have any of that petroleum. Problem. How about, have you, have you ever heard of the Dr. Hauschka? I, I think it's called eye bright or I, and it's, it's so thick. Have you ever heard of that one? Yes. Um, I have not tried that. I've not tested it. It's um, very thick. Yes. It's very... So I, I actually... The reason I asked about the slugging is because I've seen it, but I'm not going to put Vaseline on my face and so close to my yeah. eyes. I just don't like the fact that it's that close to my eyes either. I don't know. And right. I tried the Dr. Hauschka. It's like an, I think it's called Eye Bright, and it's very thick, kind of like that. And the other issue is milia, right? Some people yes. who are prone to milia, you got to watch that, right? 
Yeah, I talk about Melia's oftentimes, and I'll give two real quick tips about it because I have a video that was all, that really went viral over that. The first thing is you produce oil and sebum, and a lot of us have different components in that at different levels. There's a lot of keratin. Those little seeds can get trapped. What happens is a little flake of skin, a microscopic skin cell gets trapped, and then you produce the oil and the keratin in the oil begins to form around that piece oh. of skin and you get the little seed like thing. Yes. So yes, yeah, some anything that's going to occlude or or uh, pour or not let your pore drain properly, which is my issue with slugging, is mm. pore drainage. Mm-hmm. Um or is it poor pore drainage? <laughs> but um you can have a tendency to those. So if you have those, there is a way to remove them and I talk about that estheticians are trained not to teach people to do that because and we can't in some cases we can't perform those particular extractions because it's considered an extraction which falls into the realm of dermatology however you can use a glycolic acid or lactic acid face wash and a glycolic acid serum which helps dissolve those the bonds between the old skin and the new skin it will thin that layer out over the melia and a lot of times they will just disappear. Okay. Just Good to know. So, so you don't have to do the needle technique. I'm not going to, it's all over YouTube. If you want to do that, you can, you can find it. Um, it's hard to get dermatologists to extract them. Um, I don't know why, because they're really easy generally, unless they're like along the eyelid and stuff. Then oh you yeah. Mess with that. Yeah. 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 Uh, but if it's on, you have one on your cheek, I get one every once in a while, not so much anymore. Cause I produce far less oil than I did. Me too. Me too. <laughs> yeah. But they are a pain and they are visible. And especially if you wear cosmetics, I know that it, they stand out. Yes. You can't really cover them with a concealer. They're a pain in the, so there are needle techniques where you can insert a needle just through the top of the skin to break that seal. And you don't need to squeeze or pop because that's all you have to do. And in a day or two, it will be gone. Yeah. Um, I've done that. So, but yeah, so estheticians not allowed to do that. It's considered extraction. So, and that's a type of surgery. Okay. Next question. <laughs> Next question. Vertical lip lines. What do you do about I those? I did a video on this. Um, I've done several. First, let's talk about how they form. I sort of just gave everybody the premise of that. As we get older, we lose some fat, muscle, and bone under that lip, and it gets crinkled. Those have always been there. They're, they're dynamic wrinkles that turn into static wrinkles, which means over time from smiling and chewing and frowning and all that stuff, just like our crow's feet, the number 11 and all of that stuff yeah. are dynamic wrinkles that became static. Exfoliation often will help to a degree, again, of making sure, and this is funny because I have done skincare for so long. So many people, when they apply their skincare products and moisturizers, don't get this part of their lip face. Mm. As they do this, they do this, but they don't pay real attention to the top of the lip. Ah. Um, that can help a whole lot. Okay. The retinol product, if you're using one and if you're tolerating it, that can help over time. Okay. The other thing is, this is one of those areas where if you're not getting progress, fillers can work. And that's a natural fill, like hyaluronic acid. Yeah. Which is something your body already produces. Right. The, the, the trick to that is to make sure that whoever's doing it doesn't overdo it. 
totally. better to go in and ask them to underdo it <laughs> the first time, even though you got to pay the same amount because you don't want to overdo it. Or you're going to end up with big lips like you see all the time. With like the real housewives, too. Chris. Yes, too much. God. There's nothing wrong with a little filler if it's going to blend those out for you and give you back your natural shape of your mouth. No one should even know. Yes. They shouldn't even be able to tell. Um, the other thing that people don't realize that will help with this, a lot of times the skin on the lips gets very dry and tight and it pulls mm. the fold together. So exfoliating your lips, and this is the video I just did. It just okay. went out. This yeah, yesterday. Um, be sure you're exfoliating your lips and taking great care of those because by doing that, you take some of the tension off around the line around the edges of the mouth, which can relax a lot of those lines over time. So, okay. there are all sorts of ways to do that. You can use a toothbrush very lightly. Um, I use a product by Elf Cosmetics called the Brown Sugar Lip Exfoliator. Okay, it just takes off that dry skin and improves your circulation, which gives you back that lip line. Right here, that tends yeah. to fade as we get older, the line between the lip and the, the rest of your face. Yeah. Um, and then there are, you know, making sure you use good lip therapy balms. And there are several out there. Um, I believe the lip, the overnight one from Burt's Bees, they still have it tinkered with. It's still 100% natural yeah. ingredient. So that one's okay. Some of Burt's Bees stuff has some stuff in it now, as probably a lot of people know that. A lot of us didn't think needed to be there, but that's one of their products that's really good. They're, they're chapsticks, making sure that you have something with sunscreen mm-hmm. in it to protect your lips, zinc if possible. But, you know, just wear sunscreen. You know, I'm a zinc, I'm a, I'm a zinc aficionado of sunscreens, but either way, wear one. You know, it's better that you wear it, not wear it. Okay. Um, that can really help improve good. the whole look around there. And then, of course, uh, the product that I'm testing, the Lumo, that does the RF therapy. RF therapy can also help improve collagen around the mouth and lips. Um, you can get that done in office. Cost you about 300 bucks, Or you can buy a device now that will do some RF therapy and see if you get results from that. And RF, so, is RF therapy? That's radio frequency. Okay, yeah. But it's yeah, better it's, than red light alone, right? Because I've tried. You're going to laugh at me, Chris. I... I am the queen, like I said, of products. And I had one of those devices, you know, you put it in your mouth and you and you get the red light around the lip. It did yeah. nothing. No, at all. you need you need the red light therapies are uh they are have to be intense. Um uh, if you've got a good red light therapy device as such, you're gonna know you have it on and you have it on because it's warm. Um, there's the heat isn't doing anything, but the, the intensity of the light is, uh, yeah, it, it's not going to be mild. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's bright. Yes. Um, and you're going to have, your skin's going to glow when you take it off because it's increases circulation. So it's one of the things that it does. The radial frequency actually goes through the layers of the skin to where collagen is produced and tickles. We'll use, I like layman's term, tickles the mitochondria. Okay which tells the cells to produce more collagen. collagen. I like so that. if you're taking supplementation of collagen peptides, which there's, I know there's controversies over there, but I'm a big believer in these. I take them. Which are just, just amino acids. So people are very, you're not taking collagen. It's amino acids your body needs anyway. Yep. For years, they gave them to people for joint health. I saw my mother with osteoarthritis and porosis. 
do so well after they put her on those vast difference because you different people produce different amounts of those so here's what i say about that collagen peptides again i'm a big believer start inside go inside out and then let the outside stuff support you um i took them you know nails grew faster hair grew faster all that same stuff that we hear about because it's bioavailable to your body yes. but what really was for me was the dryness skin dryness it made a huge difference so that will you know to me that explains why some people get certain benefits from when they take them and some do not get the same ones people usually get something people with arthritis just swear by them my mom did it really made a big difference for her so when that stuff is bioavailable in your body and you have the red light therapy going it has the material it needs to produce the collagen. And again, this is not something you're going to notice way fast, unless you've been for something like all therapy, which is ultrasound therapy, which is a higher version of RF therapy. There can be a little bit of downtime, a little bit of soreness to that, but basically it does the same thing. Those waves go down in there and heat up those cells and turn them on. So the cells go, oh, we need to produce more. And you can get some really significant benefits from those two therapies when it comes to plumping out and replacing some of the lost collagen that you have going on. Okay. Um, and then, of course, as I said, if, if you're not happy, you do these therapies. They're not invasive. They're not super stupid expensive like so much in skincare is. And if you're getting that with your topicals and you're happy, and a lot of people are very happy with that. If you're not, go see a professional and get, you know, see a couple. The consultations usually are free and get an idea of what might be best for you. But I always tell people, go low the first time. Yeah, yeah. Because, and, and know that if you're going to do something like fillers or even Botox, that is something you're going to have to continue to do over time because once the effect fades, you're back where you started. Yeah, it doesn't and those change products, that. Yeah. Those products have no effect on the texture, hyperpigmentation. They have nothing to do with any of that. That's just shape yeah. and form of your face. You're still going to need to do all the things you need to do to improve the texture, keep your skin healthy, and protect it from sun. That's not going to change. Here's a so. question about filler. What's your opinion on, because you see so many celebrities right now doing a ton of filler. Like their face is a totally different shape than in what <laughs> it, it was, right? So do you think that that stretches the skin, Chris? It, in some cases, yeah. I mean, there are some people that have had some things done that are just really out there. Yeah. If it's done correctly, it should bring you back to a baseline of where your skin would be at a certain age. That's, okay. You know, like it should never go beyond that. And I think what we see happen is people get addicted to that. They get it done. And in the first time, it's such a significant improvement. The dopamine is like, I look so much better. Yeah. That they begin to get some dysmorphia going on. Um, I think they need more and more and more. And I don't think they actually see what we see. Yeah. I, I don't think they see what we see. Um, it's funny you bring that up because last night I just was going through a progression of Lady Gaga and her changes to her face mm. from the beginning. I love to look at celebrities. I like to look at women and men who don't have a lot of things done. Believe it or not, Jennifer Lopez really doesn't have a lot of, she has a no plastic surgery. None mm. of that. 
She yeah. does, I think, use some fillers here and there, but she she's using enough that is preserving. She looks like her. Yes. If you ran into her in the street, you yeah. wouldn't know who that is. Totally. So there is a way to do these things to help. And she's a big skincare. She has her own skincare line, which I've reviewed. She's big into skincare routine, big into diet and nutrition, lots of water, no caffeine, no alcohol, works out all the time. She has all of the things that the studies that had just come out show retard biological and even roll back biological aging. She's yeah. doing all those things right. Yeah. You know, uh, I'd say the only thing that she has in her life that's probably been her biggest is stress. I mean, that's a stressful lifestyle when you totally. when you do that. So, you know, you can see that and then you can see someone who's gone too far. It's, it's fairly obvious. My, my thing is if someone looks at someone and questions whether they had plastic surgery or not, they probably have. Okay, you know what? I honestly, I think, Chris, you and I could probably have a whole episode talking about what did she do? What did she, because I find that. We could could put the pictures up and we could point out, okay, see, look at this. Uh, It's fun, though. You know, my plastic surgery peers um, are, and there's one on YouTube that I always recommend people watch. That's Dr. Yoon out of Detroit. He has a really big channel and he's really big on prevention rather than correction okay and does his shorts his short videos on what did she have done or he had just is they're hilarious that's so fun Uh, it's fun it's a fun channel and if you're if you're considering plastic surgery you can learn a lot from him just by watching some of his videos about what what works and what doesn't so what's his how do you spell that dr yoon you said yeah y-o-u-n believe me if you put up detroit Michigan plastic surgeon, you'll get him. You, his last name, Y-O-U-N, you'll get him. Really, really great. He's very down to earth and puts things in very lame. I, same way I do, I try to take this stuff and make it very easy to understand. He does that. I love um, it. And he doesn't exclude having li- what, what may work for one person is going to work for everybody. Yeah. But he is big on you knowing what the risks are, what to expect, and not overdoing it. Yeah. Um, okay. That's good. It's meant, to, it's meant to bring you to a, a good place, not a weird place. I agree. Uh, yeah. I agree. But Chris, I always say that too. I'm like, I want to, you know, maybe turn back time. I don't want to change what, or make something what wasn't there before. You know well, what I mean? I, like, yeah, I'm lucky. I look at myself in my twenties and I don't want to look at my twenties. What? I was lanky. I had no muscle and I was very thin. I was one of those kids that had really strong metabolism. I could have eaten a refrigerator full of food, not gained a pound. Yeah. And in my thirties, I gained some weight and then I didn't like that. And then, you know, I really got stronger and stronger into the fitness and nutrition side of things Yeah. beyond skincare. And I've tried to keep that balance. And I think I look better today than I did then. I think I look better and YouTube has made me be very, very consistent in my skincare because I test a lot of things Yeah, where I was always consistent, especially with sunscreen, but not, you know, some days I was like, I'm not doing the vitamin C this morning. I don't have time. You know, I was like everybody, uh, but YouTube made me be very consistent and I can look at my skin now versus two years ago in the videos and go, wow, mm-hmm. well, even for me, it's like, just be consistent Yeah, and taking care of your skin is amazing. I, I agree with that because I think that I look 
younger now than I did in my 40s. So, and a lot of that. Uh, the same thing for me, but yeah. I've been really on the nutrition. I've been yeah. really on my fitness, especially the last year and a half. I have been very consistent in my workouts um, and my intermittent fasting schedule. I stick to it. Uh, I would say 90% of the time, I allow for, you know, the things I got to do. If I go to dinner with people, that's fine. But yeah. uh, I would say it's a leaning. You don't have to be super strict. It's just like diet, have a piece of cake every once in a while. I had a piece of cake on my birthday, carrot cake. Of course, it would be carrot cake, right? <laughs> um, but uh, more often than not, it's leafy greens. I like Greek, which makes it easier for me. I like salads, which yeah. makes it easier for me. Uh, avocados, that sort of thing. Great. So, um, but the intermittent fasting, the, there's another a, a, a study just came out. Martha Stewart just published uh, republished it. They studied people who lived to be a hundred. Yes. And one of the common common factors was that they ate dinner before seven and fifteen or before and didn't eat anything again the next day until lunch. Mm. So they had caloric restriction for their overnight and your body goes through an overnight repair process, especially for your skin and organs. So it because the body wasn't trying to digest food, all of that energy goes to repair. Yep. And to good sleep and rest. And then you don't eat until noon. And I know a lot of people are going, I can't do that. You know, my friends the same way. They don't understand how I do that. Um, but once you get used to that, your clock sort of match your food clock and your stomach starts to match. And so many things go away. Bad sleep habits go away. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Aches and pains go away. Stiffness starts to go away. Because your body is spending so much more time in the regenerative phase from 8 o'clock at night until 3 in the morning. That's when all that goes on. And you're not digesting food. And then when you do eat, if you eat well, you know, healthy foods, then you really are setting yourself up internally to be as healthy as you can be. And then supplementing, of course, I supplement with oh, yes. collagen peptides, vitamin K2 and D3. Yeah. Um, because that is the studies are mind blowing on what making sure a person has enough vitamin K2 and D3 in their diet can do mm -hmm. for skin health artery health for osteoporosis Bones. and bone loss and aging yeah. and your skin and because your your collagen is calcium and amino acids elastin fibers too so again making all that stuff available to your body while it repairs itself it shows up absolutely so I, I don't go a day without taking k2 so okay so let's we have about about 10 minutes left i'm going to ask you a couple more questions sure what do you think about face yoga? <laughs> Does it work? Well, you sure you haven't watched my channel? I swear I haven't. <laughs> Listen, I know who yeah. you are, but I just did a uh, just did a video on that uh, two weeks ago. Okay. Uh, does it work? Real quick here, my yes, it does. My and I'll tell you why. My grandmother, um, when, in, in the first video I talked about it, I talked about my grandmother did all these weird exercises when I was a little boy. I didn't get it. I didn't understand. And she had a book, actually, I still have it, that was was uh, written in the late 40s or early 50s about yoga. Okay. And I noticed growing up, as I got older, I did some yoga. It's the 80s, the new age craze. I did that in the 80s and 90s. And what I noticed is people that stayed with their yoga practice don't age the way everybody else does. In particular, their skin doesn't get, they don't get the saggy stuff. Okay. So 
I do face yoga. I've done a particular yoga pose for the neck under the chin since I was probably 28, 29. And I don't have any of that. No waddle. No waddle. So the reason that it works and here's how it works. The muscles, as the bones shrink in your skin, your muscles tend to get weaker in your face. So all yoga is going to do, and even good deep tissue facial massage, is going to help you rebuild and strengthen and firm those muscles. And it doesn't take very much. You can take your fingers and put it on each side of your jaw and just lift up a quarter of an inch. And all the neck skin gets tighter. So it doesn't take a lot of, that's why fillers work so well for people along the jawline to pull the neck. Yeah. Because it fills that out and pulls those muscles. Right. So... It does help. It's not invasive. The results are fairly quick. Uh, within a month, you should see some really good results. And I have people coming back to the channel. I did a challenge in that first video several months ago to go try these techniques I showed for the face. Okay. And come back and let us know how they work. And you should, okay. the comments are, are phenomenal. And so I did the tutorial this last month where I actually sat through and do each exercise on camera with the people watching. Okay, so, I like so, yeah. that. Chris. Is, again, part of that fitness. Yes. Part of that, that part of the body, you know, use it or lose it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so working those muscles can really be helpful. Okay, so one of the things that I did see, and I'm not sure, is you know how women especially, guys do too, they start to get the real jowls here. And um, the, the massage that I saw was more in the, kind of the jawline the bone area if you massage that that will help these jowls but it, it really supports what you're saying about supporting the whole face right right and the key is not to stretch the skin and okay massage it. so you should use some sort of emollient on the face your moisturizer or something so that you're not pulling the skin okay that's not the goal the goal is to work the muscles underneath the skin that's why the ems therapies are really good metacube which is a really that's a that's as powerful as an office treatment believe me i have one okay and those rollers go along and massage that muscle and they do this yeah it. yeah you can feel it so those are helpful you use a uh what they call a uh a conductive gel on your skin but yes. it really is to also help those rollers not we don't want to pull skin so the skin. rollers are good like the yeah. jade rollers and yeah, if you do it, if you're consistent with it, you know, okay. a lot of people try this stuff and after a week or two, they're like, it's not working. Yeah. You know? And so I always tell people whenever you start a therapy, take a selfie first. Yeah. Then come back in a week and take another one and then take one or two and give yourself 60 days every week or every two weeks taking that selfie and you can you can see the difference yeah you can see because other people will say they see it you know people that don't see you'll go wow you look you're looking great you look like you lose weight you know yeah. so you'll get those compliments after about a month but if you'll do it for yourself you can actually track the progress and see okay now i can't not i can't end this without asking you about face taping and smoothening lines because, you know, you see that a lot too, right? Like you go to bed, yeah. you put your product on. But I'm always wondering, like, is the tape even going to stay on if you've got all this product on? Yeah. So so the best the best solution for that, if you're going to go that route, and for people who have sensitive skin and just can't tolerate a lot of skincare products, those silicone patches. Yes. Those things are amazing. You don't 
you can alternate them, do your skincare one night and do those the next. Okay. But over time, they actually, t they retrain those wrinkles, those, those static wrinkles back towards dynamic wrinkles where they're, they're flattened out most of the time. They reteach the skin to do that. So if you, if you're doing a lot of this other stuff to your skin, they can be, um, very helpful there in the beginning there were frownies i met the lady yeah yeah did frownies when i lived in pennsylvania she did a show with a tv show with the same host that i was on with and the same principle there craft paper with some some non-irritating it's like i don't want to some kind of glue it's like a glue yeah i and saw that dampen the skin and you put them on and they dry and they hold they work I tested those way back in the day. Frownies, them. right? I just saw Frownies. something on yeah. that. So you look like an Indian, painted up Indian, walking around <laughs> like Halloween type thing because you have all these pieces of stuff on your face. But yeah. the silicone patches do similar stuff. They're reusable. They last a while. They're a little more expensive. So the only problem, if you have sensitivity to silicone, they're probably not a good choice. Right, uh, right. But they use those. Those came from... Uh, the medical community, they were developed to help reduce scarring after surgery and especially plastic surgeries. Yeah. So you, you apply that during the healing process and you don't get the keloid scar. Right. So they help do the same thing. They pull moisture from the deeper levels of your skin and they hold that skin up tight. So the moisture fills in. Remember, I said there were spaces between the cells, helps bring that moisture back up in there and you get a good result that lasts most of the day. So Lots of options. Again, okay. it's not always about topicals. Right, right. And, okay, I can't forget this one because we were talking about serums. We talked a little bit about retinol. We talked a little, you mentioned, um, obviously, hyaluronic acid, yeah. um, copper peptides. Uh, we, you mentioned that a little bit. Can you layer these serums at yes. night or in the morning? And how do you layer them? Yeah, uh, the, 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 and of course I have a video on this too. Of course. So basically your water-based serums, you think of it this way, your water-based serums, serums that need to be absorbed directly into the skin should always go first. Before like hyaluronic acid. That's, yeah. So your vitamin C serum, your uh, collagen boosting peptides, copper peptides, uh, all of those can go on before your moisturizer or your spot treaters or whatever else you're using. Okay. Um, copper peptides don't mix well with retinol. They okay. It's irritating to use the two together. So you can alternate those at night. Copper peptides do work better at night. Retinol works better at night because, again, it's taking advantage of your overnight sleep cycle, and retinol breaks down in sunlight. So you're wasting your time usually just trying to, to wear that. During right. The day. You never want to put too much on your skin at once so moisturizer then sunscreen so you can use a chemical sunscreen if there's sunscreen in your cosmetics and your moisturizer that can work if you're using a mineral sunscreen it must sit on the surface of the skin because it reflects light that's how that works right so um anything that's mineral needs to be last but even then you can get now mineral sunscreens in a powder uh, Color Science makes them where you just brush them on. For women, it can be like your setting powder. It's translucent. For guys, can use it. You just pop that on and you don't mess up your makeup. So sunscreen is super important. So, so water-based, so cleansing, water-based serums, spot treatments, 
eye, you know, eye cream, whatever, then your moisturizer, then your sunscreen at night, cleansing, your peptides, your retinol, your moisturizer. You don't need sunscreen at night. Okay. Um, in that order. And uh, it's perfectly fine. Do you need to wait between um, the layers before? I wait until it feels like they're absorbed. Okay. There's no rule. There's no rule really that says you have to wait. In fact, the ordinary has made the brand, the ordinary with the a la carte skincare, good molecules, same thing. You can mix and match some of those into one serum in your yeah. palm and then yeah. apply it to your skin. Uh, and another pro tip, don't waste it. Make sure you do your neck, your chest, back of your neck, your ears, your arms, and your hands. Ah. You want to take care of all of that or you're going to have a really young face on a really old body. And we see that a lot. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Where people just didn't take the sunscreen all the way down on the chest. Uh, so, but, you know, it's it's important to treat all the areas that are exposed. I tell people, you want to know your degree of sun exposure damage, look at the skin on your behind compared to everywhere else. Because most of us, our skin on our behind has been covered our whole life. Yes. Most of us. Most yeah, of us. most, most. Um, and that will give you, a, it'll give you, you know, a good, a good idea. Wow. Of what's different. I don't, I don't know if I want to do that, Chris. But. <laughs> You're going to do it. Everybody that hears this will do it. And they'll all do it. I promise you, like, you'll go. <laughs> you'll all do right. it. All right. Well, we've hit the hour. So tell us where to find you and get in touch with you with all your amazing knowledge. Okay. So the YouTube channel is Chris Gibson Live. You can pretty much now just put my name in the YouTube search bar. Or Google and a skincare issue, and the videos just come right up. Okay. Uh, easy to find. My blog is Skin So Fabulous. Again, put that in Google. It comes up. I'm the only one that has that name so far. Um, but on every YouTube video at the bottom in the, uh, what do you call it, in the video description, all of my social media contacts there, Chris Gibson, uh, it's, there's some variations. Chris Gibson Friends is my Instagram that's my personal one. And then my skincare-centric one is Skin So Fabulous. And I'm on TikTok, Skincare with Chris. And I'm on Facebook, Chris Gibson Friends. So I am not hard to find. All right. No, you're not. You're not. And I just want to thank you so much for your time today. It's been a great conversation. And we, we might have to do that celebrity edition. That would be fun. I think that would We'd be probably, I would probably be in so much trouble, but it still would be fun. <laughs> we would just say we always not name names. Yeah, we would just have to take out this part and say, guess who this is? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thank you again, Chris. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Join me next week where I cover off more exciting topics. I hope to continue to engage you and excite you and show you that living in your 40s, 50s, and beyond can be exciting, balanced, and helpful. Bye for now.